This is the Must Listen Form Hour. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Three stakes, races to complete the last three legs of the quaddy on the hillside circuit. We're on a good four with the rail in the true position. And if you're looking for a country fix of racing, you can do no better than head to either Hanging Rock or Balnarring for some country racing today in Victoria. They're both racing on good four rated tracks with the rail in the true position. Race six at Sandown. Hillside circuit today is an intriguing race over a 1,000 metres. It's the WJ Adams Stakes. It's a listed event. It's clear of stretchings. There looks to be a total abundance of speed here. Jamie, how does the market look? Well, the market, Warren, we have a clear favourite and the favourite is the best-backed runner, but then the money's scattered around multiple other horses. So we'll start with the one, not an option, at $19. The two, Esther LaRocca, has seen a bit of support at $12. The three, Yulong Command, is at 9 The four, Dragonstone, at $7 is the second-best-backed runner in this race. And the favourite is the, far, the five in Star Patrol, currently at $2.30. The six on the lead at $6 has also seen a bit of support, but the eight Starry Legend at $14 is the best-backed runner at odds, and then the nine Alpha One is at $6.50. Looks a real abundance of speed here. I'm not too sure how they'll settle, but Yulong Command's a very fast horse, and, and I don't think Jamie Carr will be wanting to concede too much from that draw, but Starry Legend's fast, Alpha One's very fast, Esther LaRocca's got speed, so I think we can guarantee that they'll run along here, and Gee, I think it sets up well for the favourite in Star Patrol, who's jumped out nicely coming into this prep. I know he's been very effective down the straight, but he looks sharp enough in his jump outs to be not too far off the speed, and, and he'll be able to, to pounce when he when he needs to. I don't think he's badly treated with the 55.5 kilos here. I'm keen on him, five Star Patrol. Hit a six on the lead. He chased inundation last start, who was coming off a track record run, at the Valley. I don't think Inundation was at his best, but that solidly run 1,000 metres seemed to really suit him. Craig Williams taking over from Brett Preble. He'll, he'll have a plan to be able to, to chase that speed and, and be strong late. I think Yulong Command might be the best of the on-paces, and Esther LaRocca goes very well here. She had excuses last start with a slow recovery and mucus, so she's capable of improving from an inside draw with Damien Lane aboard. She might just tuck in behind that speed and, and try and get a run where she's stalking and, and produced late, but I do think she's more a trifecta first for hope. Five, six, three and two for me in race six. Mark, how are you seeing it? I think Dragonstone's an each-way special here, Warren. I think you mentioned all the speed. They'll be young berserk. It's going well. I think the uh, Helter Skelter, 1,000 metres here. Blake Shin will be off his field inside. and I think on the dry ground, this horse will just charge up that Sandown straight. I like it each way. I think the danger is number six on the lead, who they met a few starts ago in Sydney. On the lead, maybe didn't have the best of luck, but I still thought Dragonstone was the better run. I think on the lead, it's well drawn with Craig Williams, parked in the same spot as last time, and just going to charge at them late. Five-star patrol, he can win. He's going to be back. He'll need every bit of the 1,000, but he'll be charging home. And I thought maybe number three, Yule on command, might be best of the leaders, but I thought would get run over the last 100. I like four and six. Keen on four each way. Four, six, five and three. Four, six, five and three from Mark Hunter. And currently $7, but has trimmed up Dragonstone. Mark, do you still think that's a value play? I think it is. Look, they're the two I like. I'm going to back Dragonstone and the smaller bet on, on the lead. I just think one of them will get over the top and win. Harry, how are you seeing this race? Yeah, it's a tricky race. Uh, was obviously plenty of speed mapped up front. I thought that would set up quite nicely uh, for the race favourite, Star Patrol, to 
Just maybe sit midfield and, and chime in when it matters. Agree with Mark, though, that that horse will need every bit of the 1,000 metres, but I just thought, um, as far as all those runners going forward and then a few going back, that uh, Star Patrol might just have that, that sweet spot. Thought his recent jump out was quite good, closed off quite strongly, was subject to early market support as soon as prices went up. Uh, obviously, with the uh, the passive-aggressive form line from two preps back, just had the one run last start in the Heath when it was favourite and and ran third. Ben Mellum rode uh, there. He rides today. He's obviously got a fruitful combination with Clinton McDonald, and he strikes at around 20% on the hillside track. So um, certainly plenty of boxes ticked for Star Patrol. Probably tight enough in betting, though. Uh, Alpha One's been fresh and had a stable swap. He'll be part of that speed battle up front, has that giga kick form, which obviously reads well. Thought that win of on the lead last start uh, was good. Very much suited to the race shape here, as is Dragonstone. So certainly wouldn't talk you out of following Mark in on either of those runners. Uh, as far as if you wanted to play exotics, I thought not an option at $23. It's jumped out quite impressively, has a good first up record, obviously needs more ground, but maybe a, a first four hope or something like that just to try and inject some value into those exotics dividends wouldn't be the worst way uh, to go about this race. But uh, I'll stick with the favourite. I think maps very well and can be coming over the top of those uh, in that speed battle up front late. Five, nine, six and four. Five, nine, six, and four from Harry. Mark Hunter with four, six, five, and three. My numbers are five, six, three, and two. Michael from Brisbane's chimed in via the SMS, and it's not referring to you, Harry, but he can't believe that we've left Alpha One out. And Mark, your, your reasons for, for leaving Alpha One out here? I don't think it's good enough, Warren. I think it's scooted around the valley and looked good there. Um, you know, we saw it weaken up the straight and weakened first up. I'm just not sure it's good enough. Yeah, and I think there's enough pressure here that's going to expose any chink he's got in his armour. So I'm happy to work around Alpha One, but if you're with him, Michael, you're going to be well rewarded. Another one via the SMS from Neil. I'll put this to you, Mark. Quite often trainers can take a while to settle into their new environment. I'm seeing a, a real surge from the Clinton McDonald stable. Maybe he's really getting the hang of his new setup at, at Cranbourne. How do you read how the, the McDonald stable's travelling, uh, Mark? Yeah, they're getting a lot of winners. He's got some good horses coming back and you know, listen to Clinton talk, they just rave about how good the facilities are at Cranbourne. Having been at Caulfield, now at Cranbourne, they rave about how good those facilities are. So I just think, you know, you do take a little while to get used to everything, but his horses are really hitting the mark and he's bringing back the big guns now. Race sevens, the Manfred Stakes intriguing race with the return of Jack and O, the Golden Rose winner. It's over 1,300 metres. It's a group three for the three-year-olds. It's clearer scratchings, Jamie. How's the market trending towards Jack and O on race day morning? Yeah, well, Warren Jackano, he's very well backed here at $2 and pretty much one of the better backed runners of the entire program. Some other horses in this race are seeing some support, though. The three bank more at $11 is one of those. The four water deal at $19 is the best backed runner at odds. We've taken a little bit on Angry Skies, the five at $15, but the six Mary Mac Boy at $7 is the second best backed runner in the race behind the favourite. And the same story with the nine, Ruthless Dame at $7.50 is holding a similar amount to Mary Mac Boy, but just a little bit less. The 10 Climbing Star is at $9, and then the 11 Royal Merchant is at 14 now, interesting, Jamie, just if you can give us a bit of insight, talking about Jack and O being one of the better-backed runners on the card, and if the uh, punters at home are looking at their app, they'll see a, a fluctuation movement of $1.65 out to $2, but you're saying that there's been really good money for, for Jack and O. Just put it into perspective, a, a hold on Jack and O and, and, and the logic behind what you're, you're outlining there. 
Yeah, and that's what you and I were talking about the other day, weren't we, Warren, about how when you're looking at the fixed odds flux, sometimes we will push out a horse that we want to take on, but in fact the support is still coming through for it. So in terms of how much it's holding in this race, Jackano is three times more than what we've taken on Mary Mac Boy, just to be able to show the sheer volume that's coming through for that horse. So Jackano, the best back, but uh, you just you, your traders are keen to just uh, increase that liability to some extent, maybe take on Jackano. How do you feel about Jackano, Jamie? Well, I've actually got Jackano as my best bet for today, so let's, I'm hoping that he gets the job done. Mark, how are you seeing this race shaping up? Well, I think Mary McBoy probably uses its uh, race fitness and speed from the outside gate, comes across and leads. Uh, Maximilius, fitter, up in trip, will go forward for sure. Ruthless Dame should be able to take a spot, and I thought Mighty Sapphire, the roughy, would probably hold up fourth inside, get the run of the race. But I'd say Mary McBoy gets control of the race and dictates. I'm going to tip Jack and O. I don't like the race, but I think if Jack and O produces its best, it will win. Uh, Golden Rose, Everest, it's just simply... Better than the opposition. Wasn't so sure about a recent jump out, which makes me a little wary at the short price and going to be back inside just needing luck. But as um, as I heard Michael Kent say earlier, they do fan here at Sandown, so should get the run to beat number nine, Ruthless Dame, who's got that win over Nanagui. It's untapped. It's a nice horse. Jamie Carter ride. Five Angry Skies. It ran well enough against Bankmore last campaign. Looked to trial well recently. And three Bankmore, who's a nice horse, bit like Jack and I, I just wasn't totally sold on the recent trial, so I wasn't sure what to make of that. I don't like the race from a punting point of view. I think if one runs to its best, it wins. One, nine, five and three. How do you like the race from a punting point of view, Harry? Uh, I'm going to have something on uh, Bankmore, Warren, from a pricing perspective. I concede that Jack and O is the best horse in the race. Might simply come out and win at the short odds. Jump out, I thought was good enough. Regular rider, Damien Lane, piloting. No knock whatsoever other than that that pricing point of view. And if he comes out and just wins, well, then so be it. But I thought Bankmore, from a pricing point of view and from a mapping point of view, I thought could sit maybe a couple of pairs back in a nice enough spot. Just might need a little bit of luck from the low draw because it would probably be along the fence. But I thought that jump out was... You know, good enough. And his form from last preparation, I thought, was pretty hard to knock. So at double figures, you can play each way, even on a one-by-three basis. Um, Bankmore on top. Jackano in for second. Um, if he comes out and wins, happy for that to happen. Ruthless Dame has jumped out well, yet to be beaten, has good form. Climbing Star is another filly with plenty of upside, in my opinion, after having made a very good account of herself in her first preparation. I thought she might actually be able to go across uh, with uh, Mary McBoy, who's likely to lead and push forward from Barrier 11. I thought that Climbing Star might have a back to follow to park up on speed somewhere. But, um, yeah, trying to chase a bit of value here just because Jack and O, best horse in the race, but uh, tight enough. I suppose $2 now is probably uh, a fair price and a backable price. But I'll go 3 one nine, 10. There, Harry Watts, numbers in race 7, 3, 1, 9 and 10, looking for a bit of value with number 3, Bankmore. Mark Hunter, not keen to play, but his numbers are 1, 9, 5 and 3. I'm probably going to play the, the race around Quinellas and Exactors with numbers 1, 10 and 3. I think Jack and O, the obvious class horse, he looks to be jumping out, well, particularly for a horse kicking off at 1,300 metres, not trying to be sharp at the 11, 1,200 metres. So, 
He's got the score on the board. I think he's the one to beat. Love number 10, Climbing Star. I think she's a really talented filly. Philip Stokes indicating that she's much better when she's on firm ground. She'll get that today on what should be at least an improving good four. Maybe still on a good four by this stage of the day, but that will be a, a track condition that will suit her. She's jumped out very well to resume, and she came a long way in a short time in her first preparation. Three bank more. Uh, ditto, his form leading into the Caulfield Guineas was terrific. He's a horse with genuine upside. I think he'll be better over a little bit further, but he looks to be coming to hand well. I think he'll be strong late. And nine, Ruthless Dame's done nothing wrong in, in her career to date. One, ten, three and nine for me in race seven. Just one via the SMS wanting to recap Harry White's numbers in race six. I'll give you the full set of numbers in race six. Recapping firstly Harry's numbers, five, nine, six and four. My numbers were five, six, three and two. Mark Hunter's numbers in race six were four, six, five and three. We went to the last of eight, the John Dillon Stakes, over 1,400 metres to wind up the card, Australia Day at Sandown. The scratching's number 11, just a dreamer. What's the market look like to bring us home, Jamie? Well, Warren, we're ending the day with another really popular favourite who's holding more than double anything else in this race. So we'll start with the one in Crosshaven who has seen a bit of support at $10, but the favourite is the three in Gentleman Roy at $3.10. We've taken a little bit of money on the five in Dawn Passage and the six regards Marie at $26, but more so for that $6 place price. Paldoro, the eight at $4.20, also had a bit of interest at that $4.20 price, but the nine, Umgawa, at $7.50, is also one of the better backed runners in this field. Reasonably even race to, to finish, Harry. How do you think they might run along here? Yeah, we know Gentleman Roy and Paldoro like to go forward. Uh, which one of them leads? I suspect it'll be one of the two. Dawn Passage will likely be parked just off them from Barrier. Uh, five, which is a, a good draw for that runner. And then I thought Crosshaven might come across and then and park off the back of them. I'm with the race favourite, Gentleman Roy. Beat all bar, subsequent Golden Eagle winner. I wish I win first up last prep before a good win here uh, in the Sandown Stakes. I just think he's a pretty bomb-proof horse. He jumps, uh, he leads, or near enough to, and he just sticks on really well. I think it's a nice race for him. Uh, Mark Zahr on from a good gate. I think that he'll get every chance. So if you want to go with the favourite in the last, at least you won't die wondering. Uh, Dawn Passage did race well first up in the standish, will be fitter. Um, I think he probably gets the run of the race parked just off those two leaders. Obviously really hard to knock Paldora this prep. He's hard fit now fourth up. Again, another runner that will get every chance. Provided uh, it doesn't have to work too much from Barrier 12, but I don't think that'll be the case. And then Crosshaven, I thought, was the other key hope, but I've um, always been a fan of Gentleman Roy. He's winning strike rates good, and it sets up well for him here to be winning first up on the back of a solid jump-out uh, win. So I'll go 3-5-8-1. How are you playing the last, Mark? I'll tip Gentleman Roy Warren. I'm wary. I wasn't so sure about his trials either. Uh, look, he had an absolute gut-buster first up last time in. I know he won second up, but I still don't think he ever quite recovered from that first up run and was never quite at his absolute best. Now, he's gone for a spell, he come back. That was a maiden sailing up alongside him and at uh, Werribee and an unplaced maiden come out and run unplaced its next start. So if he runs to his best, he'll win. But I have got reservations after those recent jump outs. To beat number eight, Peldioro, who's down on the minimum, it's fit, it's consistent, it'll roll forward, give you a great sight. Nine Nungawa. I thought it ran well up the straight, just had no cover the other day. Gets a beautiful run here from one. And Crosshaven, who didn't have the best of luck behind him last time, has got some chance. I think if three runs of his best, he'll win. I just want to see him do it. 
3891. One via the SMS, Mark, regarding the uh, horse that you've put in your second selection, Paldoro. Jeff, who's a regular contributor via SMS, is just his concern is the wider barrier draw and how tight Paldoro is in the market. How do you think Jamie Carr might, uh, might offset that draw? Well, look, Jamie tends to just fly them out the barriers uh, better than anybody. And um, I would think, well, look, if Gentleman Roy gets across, he's got a few inside him that show some speed. But I would think I wouldn't be shocked to see Paldioro up outside Gentleman Roy if he leads. We've seen it sit three wide, Paldioro, and keep kicking and packing them. So it'll be somewhere forward. She won't bustle it, but it'll just put itself there. Mark Hunter's numbers in the last three, eight, nine, and one. Harry White with three, five, eight, and one. I'm also with Gentleman Roy, I think. His jump outs have been good enough and he had a gut buster as J.D. Hayes described it first up. I don't think he'll be going along at that tempo as he did last preparation, setting up the race for I Wish I Win. But he's still at a fruitful preparation. He's a very tough, consistent galloper. He'll make his own luck. I'm with him, three. Had a five-dawn passage who I think chased hard down the straight, fitted with that run under the belt, up in distance and around the bend, I think is a positive for dawn passage. Eight Peldoro, I'm with uh, with Mark and Harry to some extent that I think Jamie Carr will offset that, that wider draw with that run before the first bend here on the hillside circuit at the 1,400 metres and Crosshaven was strung up a little bit in traffic in behind them last time. He's drawn to have clear air down the middle of the track here. Three, five, eight and one for me. In the last, Jamie, what's been the best back runners around the country, particularly at Sandown today? So, Warren, it's still the instructor. Race three, number two, is the best-backed runner of the entire program. Race one, number nine, Wahini Toa, has also been pretty popular, and the support is really coming through this morning. And race seven, Jackano, not the best-backed on the card, but is certainly seeing a lot of support this morning and one of the better-backed runners of the day. You got a little and bit just, of an insight. Oh, sorry, Joe. Oh, sorry, Warren. I forgot about the, the best fact of the entire country is coming out of Warwick Farm, and that's race for number 10, Junquira, who's getting very short but into $1.65 now. We got a bit of an insight into your main fancies throughout the day earlier on, just recapping your best bets. Well, my best bet, Warren, is actually Jack and O coming out of race seven. It's just two from two first up, and I just thought it's definitely the one to beat in that race. But other ones for me that I'm looking forward to today, Warren, is definitely race three with all those debutants. I never back first starters, so I'm on the instructor, but I always like to sit back and watch those races with interest. And coming out of race one, I'm also really keen to see Silver Tycoon. He's had that little freshen up before he won back to back, and whilst it's tougher today, I'm just interested to see how he goes behind Wahini Tower, I just think, back in grade after narrowly being beaten by So Unusual, who I was on last start. So there's a few horses today that I'm really interested to see how they go. Great work, Jamie. Good luck today wherever you're playing. Thanks so much, Warren. Everyone enjoy today's racing. Four to nine on RSN. We'll take a break, come back with the team's best bets and quaddy players for Sandown.